March 15, 2009. It's the Watt from Pedro Show.
Watt from Pedro Show. Sunday here in Pedro. Uh, the Ides of March. Uh, you think of Ides of March, it's always about Caesar getting stabbed. But uh, Ides, I think, means half moon. And I think it was on the 15th of uh, in the Roman calendar, March... May. Is that the half of the month? October. There's one other month. Maybe July. So All the other changing. months, the other eight months, it's on the 13th. Well, I think it. the moon was a big deal. You know, a lot of calendars were based on that. So, so the Ides of March were halfway through, but then had a whole other meaning. In fact, he had a. The story goes, he, you know what a soothsayer is? Foreteller of... I can read the future. Mm-hmm. And he said, watch out. And on the way to the Senate to announce, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm Caesar now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm boss. Because what uh, Rome, uh, the Republic used to elect a dictator for wartime, and then you were supposed to step down when the trouble's over. And he says to the soothsayer, oh, the, the Ides of March have come. And the soothsayer said, yeah, but they haven't left yet. And he got stabbed right out on, fact, said, I think beware, on the stairs. Beware the Ides of March. Well. That was before. No, yeah, you're probably confusing the Shakespeare like the yeah, two she, brutes. Yeah. Yeah. Appropriated it? But there was a, no, he's just making drama. It's called the history plays drama out of history history things but there was a historian that wrote about that was pretty contemporary at the time I don't know if that 
was available to Shakespeare. He knew he knew what he's talking about though a lot. But a tu brute means you too, because Brutus was his friend. Actually, I think there's two Brutuses in on it. Kind of a common name. Uh, we started to show off with uh, John Coltrane, like Sonny, take two. Now, it's a short version because uh, someone clammed and they had to stop the take. So uh, I thought of playing that today since Bob's been to a couple of the early uh, Miss Men gigs. We brought the Miss Men back after seven months and uh, the idea of clams is on his mind. You've uh, <coughs> flowed uh, advice? Um, observations, but pearls come from clams. So. What, take a man pill ain't <laughs> advice? No, thanks, Bob. It was a great I passed the words on to Tom and Raul and they were very, very grateful. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes feedback like that can be taken wrong, and when it's in print, it doesn't always get the subtleties, don't come through. After John Coltrane, we played uh, a song called Outside Abilene by a band called Cable. Now, these cats in Cable uh, making a record with Joel Hamilton. Joel Hamilton partnered Tony Mamoni at Studio, Studio G in Brooklyn, and that's where we're going to make Miss Men album. But I had worked with Joel. He's part of this thing called uh, Book of Knots. Projects he's got with Tony. Uh, and uh, they had me do some spiel and improvise and play up there in the studio when I was doing a gig in San Francisco. A place called Red Telephone. But the, these cats in cable, we were recording with them. And uh, Joel asked me to read some lines he flowed me so that's what you're hearing at the end of that song kind of a collaboration but I, I didn't write them I just read them um, Lydia Lunch she's done a bunch of collaborations she's got a new thing out um, she's uh, well I'll just play some of her, uh, music that just come out by her. Now you broke my heart again. I saw you like a dream on the TV screen. I wish you were singing just to me. Whisper in my ear about the diamond sea. Wake up weeping about the diamond we We're down by the river, it's just you and me. Said I had to go, you said you understand Another miserable tale about another man There's a hole in my heart that only you can mend Let's break the clock and start all over again Kissing till we're drunk and almost lose my mind Steal a car and cross the Mason-Dixon line Again, filthy little angel in your dirty dreams. Wish you were singing just to me. Whisper in my ear about the diamond sea. We 
Live from Pedro Show. Yeah, Teenage Jesus and the Jerks is the band she had first, but then she had one called Eight Eye Spy. And they played at the Troubadour, it was an infamous gig, I think, with fear. Someone was stabbed to death in the club, if I remember. Hence the term Stab City. It's a long time ago. But uh, she did some reunion shows with Thurston on bass, Teenage Jesus and Jerks. But right there, um, we started off with her doing Thirsty, and that's a duet album she's got. Lydia Lunch and Philippe Petit. So I guess Little Philly. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's got his, a lot of bands, a lot of collaborations he does. He's uh, in the south of France and uh, does it turntable on the music like he mixes in. And so we played something of his after called Crystallize It in his band Strings of Consciousness. And then something new from Lydia called uh, Big Sexy Noise is the name of the band and, uh, it's a Lou Reed song called Kill Your Sons if you know that one it's a great tune but she's uh, collaborated with this band called Gallon Drunk and then we played uh, something from them called Some Fool's Mess so she's out there and she's got something else she's doing too so she's in full charge mode which is great yeah uh we got some guests here at the love grotto on the pleasure point pedro locals yeah in fact they're from maybe not the pleasure point but close (laughs) it's a san pedro band called song of the whales well song of the whales song of the whales yeah now introduce yourself and what you play um I'm Mikey, and I play guitar, and I sing. Uh, my name is Will, and I play the drums. I'm Baker, and I play the bass. bass and we're a song of the whales. Bass man, Baker. <laughs> okay, now, I know you guys from uh, Pete Mazich's organ player for second band. He's in a band called Angry Johnny. Johnny. And he's got a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> and one of you is his sons. Yeah. Hi. Oh, sweet. What's up? <laughs> Aww. Sorry. Aww. And it's a little nepotism. You see, I told you the witty thing is way better than the clanky and the plastic sack. Uh, so, um, Pete, in the little pad in the back of his pad, cool studio setup. Has a. Look at John Coltrane on the leash. I think it's Philly. Philly? No, I'm on the show right now. <laughs> Here, you want to talk? So when is a good moment to call you? <laughs> well, uh, I thought you were going to flow the uh, address on, with that girly tech shit. <laughs> okay, yeah. Alles klar. It's all clear in German. <laughs> Philly's brother-in-law of Jay Maskus, oh, and he's a filmmaker. Cool. He's in town. He's a great cat. Philly virus. So uh, Pete made a studio in the little pad in the back of his pad. 
and he's been recording people. And uh, Song of Wales right. did uh, four tunes with him. Well, we actually did like nine, but four of them are mixed. Okay, done. so you're doing a whole album. Well, I, it's kind of like we kind of just recorded a bunch of songs. Yeah. We don't know what we're gonna do with them. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I don't know. Just kind of going on impulse. Yeah. Kinda. Whatever happens. Yeah. Well. Speak of impulse, what was the impulse to start the band? Now, you guys are kind of younger Pedro people. Yeah. Um, well, start from we, the Stunods. Well, we, we were proper. We were in a, a band called the Stunods last year, and uh, the Stunods. <laughs> if anybody doesn't know, uh, a Stunod it means you guys like. Are, are you Italian? No, well, a little bit. Pedro, Pedro influenced, right? Yeah, because Stunod is no, like an idiot. We had this. We had a couple. Of, I don't know. Fatty was in the band. Anyway, I'm not Italian, but. A but Pedro, you're right. There's well, I'm an plenty idiot, of that so. there. <laughs> the name was fitting. A Stunad is an idiot in Italian, I guess. Yeah. But uh, like we had, it was kind of like a punk surf ska band, kind of. And uh, how long ago? Like all last year. About a long time ago. Probably <laughs> last spring through this winter, yeah, and that's back. when we stopped. Way, yeah. way, way back. <laughs> back in the day, you know. Yeah, way, spring oh eight, man. <laughs> um. Yeah. But we played some shows and stuff, and like we started getting into a lot of like '80s hardcore stuff, and then like we got too deep into it, and it just got kind of stupid. So we wanted to. Ah, oh, hence the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, student, way back then when you started that band, how old were you guys? Um, I was sixteen. I joined this summer right after I turned eighteen. And no, Baker was, here I was is just like the, the band. Baker uh, wasn't in the band. I was the groupie, except... He replaced the old bassist from the Stunos. I guess. <laughs> yeah. But you were probably at some age then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was 15. Okay. I guess. Yeah, 15. There we go. So now way fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> all the years. Baker? 16. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> Mike? 17. And 18. Yeah. There we go. So, you know... Eons, ages, past, eras, epochs, and there's a big difference between the Song of the Whales and the Stunads. Yeah, the Stunads are. Well, whose place did Baker take? Um, Fatty. So Fatty was the bass man. Fatty was the bass man. man. Okay, what happened to Fatty? Um, scissors. (sighs) I don't know. How many ball? I don't know. Different music tastes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Music taste. Artistic difference. Artistic difference. <laughs> Irreconcilable difference. More like uh, stubbornness and... Heady little shit. Yeah. Didn't show up for practice. Okay. Girlfriend. Uh-oh. Oh, there we go. The real story. Anyway, um, we kind of got tired of uh, playing all this like hardcore shit. So, like, we... I don't know. Just started listening to a bunch of different influences and stuff like that, and we just kind of wanted to make our own kind of thing. But getting the Stunod together... I hate to go way back, <laughs> but that was your first band. Well, no, I was actually in another band with with Fatty and uh, our other friend uh, way back when. But that was I don't know, just kind of. So Stunods was your second band. Yeah, yeah, actually. Uh, how did you get going on the guitar right away? You made a band. Well, no, actually, in like the fourth grade, I started playing guitar and I had like couple years of lessons and then I just kind of kicked the lessons because I feel like I learned more on my own you know just you didn't know other music people's then what do you mean cats at school 
Oh, not really. Not a lot of people play, you know, like these days. I don't know. Really? Just kind of, not a lot of people play this stuff. It's Everyone says they play it when they're really I was going to ask about the, the young yeah. Pedro music the scene. There's not a lot, actually. There's not a lot of young people I'm, I'm doing not it. young. How'd you get on bass, Baker? Uh, actually, I've known Mikey here since, like, way, way back. We've gone to elementary school together and stuff. And yeah. I didn't, like, play any instruments. And I saw him playing guitar, and then he kind of started to teach me. And, uh, they could play guitar for yeah, a while. so I played guitar for a while, and then they said that then they needed, saw the light. Yeah, then they said they needed a bass player, so I picked up a bass, and I was like, "This is pretty cool." And then ever since then, I've just been playing bass. Yeah, in the old days, that's how a lot of guys got on bass because yeah. everybody else was on guitar. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's more options. The drums? How long? Uh, this is my fifth or sixth year, I believe. I got a set for Christmas. My parents just decided to get me one on impulse, and it was probably the best thing they've ever done. Did you ask for? I asked for a snare drum, actually, because I was into all that tricky snare stuff at yeah. the time. But, um, no, I got a whole set, so not just a snare. Cymbals wow. and hi-hat and bass. Parents got you. Yeah. Set. Changed set. I wish I had parents. That's not like the old days. <laughs> my dad said I can learn any instrument but the drums. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Usually you get drum set for somebody down the streets. <laughs> 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 no, but that's very cool. Supportive. Yeah. I know. Very supportive. So, not really too long after you start playing, you guys make a band. That's great. Yeah. Did you start writing songs right away, or did you? Well, when I started playing guitar. No, he's talking about the band off right now. records. Oh what? Well, you said you did some lessons. Oh yeah, like I started lessons in like fifth grade, probably for like a couple. Yeah. Years. Did you start writing songs, or did you like play off records? No, I was just kind of like yeah, like that. Kind of. Didn't start really making my own stuff until. So like, when you got the band together, you started filling. <laughs> so when you started the Stu Nights, you was you write your first song. Well, not really. Actually, I, we would write songs in our band before that and stuff. Actually, I like ever since I started oh, you mean playing. You had guitar, a band before. Yeah, Stu Nights. Yeah. Oh, with Fatty. Yeah. Fatty. <laughs> what was that called? It was called Burden on Society. Burden Dog. Burden on Society. Oh, Burden on Society. Yeah. Oh, is it uh, I'm hardcore? Actually, what? Was it hardcore? No, no. Because in the old days, that would have been perfect yeah. hardcore oh, yeah. band name. Yeah. It was actually... I'm really ashamed of being in that band now. I was really sad. I was just kind of like... Why? Because like, we used to listen to like yeah, but Green look, Everybody's got to start somewhere. Yeah. Else, we, right? yeah. You know? It was just kind of like... Everything's awkward. Childish. You don't know what to do. I don't know. Yeah. You no, know, nobody comes out of the gate. Although, I think Stephen Droz, the guy in uh, Flaming Lips, he told me he's playing drums in his dad's band when he was... Six. Yeah, actually, my <laughs> <laughs> little Ricky six years old. He's doing gigs with his pop. I told him I couldn't fucking remember what I was doing. That's cute. And amazing. So don't be ashamed. No, I'm not ashamed. I'm just like I don't know, like I hate you know you know when you hear old stuff you make and you're like ah. Oh, you have tapes of it? Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, we have like. Just, yeah. Glad I don't have tapes in my own. Terrible. I still do terrible yeah. stuff. Actually, yeah, like, ever since I started playing guitar, I've always been, you know, jamming with my dad because he plays drums, so... Yeah. Just kind of, you know... That's probably where you got picked up on music, huh? Yeah, just like pop. my dad. Ever since, I remember ever since I was a little kid, like, he would play, like... But you want to be a drummer? Actually, I started playing... Dr I, play, I played drums before I played guitar. Ah. Like, because my dad would teach me, you know, just because he was a drummer his whole life, so... Like, I, I could play the drums and stuff like that, but I, I always wanted to play the guitar. So, so your first songs in the Burden huh? Society? Oh, well, pretty much, yeah. 
And then uh, Stu Nod's right, more song. Well, yeah, now, we had a different singer and stuff like that in it. Right. I don't know, and now, uh, Song of the Whales. Uh, these tunes. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, I'm uh, kind of interested. There's no Pedro Young people scene. Because there is a Pedro music scene. Yeah, no there Raul. is. Raul. There is. Now, he's, he's, he just has birthday. And Mike, while you were out. And he's um, 31 years old, so he's an older guy now, I guess. Where do they he play? still looks young. He still looks pretty young. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. He does, he does. But that's, there's a scene around the casinos. Oh, yeah. In fact, a lot of Marty, even from Pedro, they moved here from Torrance, from Orange County. And it was over on, I don't know if you guys know, 4th Street and Gaffey, there was a whole scene there. They called it Porchcore. <laughs> yeah, because they'd hang out on the porch. It was yeah. like two or three houses together. Now it's one. In fact, one of the houses is still there. Uh, Danny Lou and Aaron White lived there, and there was a. Didn't you go? There was a gig there a month ago. Where? At the porch corner. I'm just talking about. Sorry, <laughs> don't recall. <laughs> well, I thought I saw you there, but did you go, brother man? No, not not in a month ago. You were there on Halloween. Yeah. But they're still having gigs there sometimes. That's what I was curious. What the places where a band could play for underage... Um, no, it's a house. Day, there were places. This is a house. Oh. But, I mean, where could they play shows? At the house. And, uh, but this is what this scene was about. Yeah. They'd have gigs... To, uh, bands coming from out of town. Like it was a tour, you know, stop. tour stop. In fact, Raul told me about them doing tours. They don't play hardly any clubs. The whole tour is... Pads. pads. Wow. Kind of deal like where they shut sad. down the street and then charge people like no. twelve bucks to get in. No, it's a pad. Okay. Actually, yeah. pad in the living room or in the backyard. On the couch. <laughs> That's where couch Now, what they you do uh, now is they bring their own records and shirts. And, you know, it's right, okay. different. They're they're on tour, but they're just not playing clubs. Yeah. That's good. They don't get burned by the yeah. club. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It was, in fact, there was one on 13th Street for a few years. That's what some of them people moved over. And uh, me, uh, Chuck Treese, and Ray Barbie, skaters, our musicians, we taped a television show there. It was Ray Barbie's idea because he liked this. He said, Pedro had this spirit of do-it-yourself, you know, self-reliance. So he wanted, he wanted to film the thing in a club. And he said, no, man, let's do it. One of these pads. Yeah, that's where Gabby lived. In fact, they played. So, whereabouts was this located? They were called. It was with Anna and Angela. I can't remember their name, but they actually played too. They were filmed. Uh, It was 13th and Gaffey here next to the. used to be a Midas. Yeah, 13th Pacific. Yeah, 13th Pacific. Sorry. And. so maybe that was just a fan that didn't carry on. None of your buddies did this. What? Make oh, make bands and stuff. Oh no, not a lot. Gigs and pads and nobody really plays. Well, you're all probably all still living at home still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you play like a lot of parties around town. Yeah, this band's actually show. relatively new. We just yeah, started we just in kinda, like December, or January. Any shows well, what about with this band? Stunas, oh, we had backyard yeah, shows, lots of deep piazzas, deep piazzas. Oh, that's it. We actually opened up for you once. Yeah, we remember. Yeah. I didn't know you were called Stunas. Yeah. So yeah, I think you were with Fire. Well, Hose, I was, uh, huh? I'm, I'm trying to remember what band you were with. That it was Hell, uh, Hellrider. Right. Hellrider, not Because Firehose was probably around yeah. when you were born. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
It was hell right. Hell right. I was getting my kayak out of the boat to go paddling, and Mike came up and told me about playing with. Oh yeah, yeah. That? that was a while ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, way back. Yeah, you know, <laughs> decades ago, man. Months ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was getting the kayak out of the boat. Oh, really? Yeah. We should have one conversation. Yes. And I was getting out, uh, out of the boat. Mike comes up to me. He sees me. And. You told my I play with a lot of bands, so sometimes yeah. it's not disrespect. It's just hard to remember. Yeah, it's. Yeah. And then I also knew about you know Pete, and yeah, John. You know this made the connection, and uh, that's a great thing, man. Because you know my pop was a sailor. Nobody's mm. yeah, pop was in bands and stuff. Yeah, you know they're all in boats in Vietnam that. and <laughs> fucked up. So I th- I think it's a. Uh, Really interesting, and uh, we're gonna play a song now. Right. To maybe what a month or two ago, this was recorded. Uh, yeah, I'd say about a month. About a month. Yeah. It's called Transcendental. Uh, oh no, it's it's called Emerson, Emerson was a badass. Yeah, it's called Emerson was a badass. <laughs> yeah. Emerson. Well, why is it called? Yeah. Well, Pete no, Trans- Transcendental. Oh, because I think he had that written hey. on the. I think he had that written on the on the Pro Tools on the. On the yeah, but why did you write it there? Well, because because I don't think we had a name for it yet. We didn't have a name for it. You know how every band will have like a nickname for a song and might not be the full Before name? Before you make We used to call it Transcendental because the whole purpose of the song is it's all the quotes. Words, the words in the song. Title. Yeah, it was quotes from Ralph Waldo Emerson, the romantic poet, right? Yeah, so, right. um, The t- there's Transcendental movie. Right, right. Yeah. So the, we call it Transcendental, but... Intelligent young man. Yes. <laughs> yes. Big, big influence, <laughs> like the Minutemen. Well, but, uh, I'm glad we think so. Yeah, well, <laughs> now it's Emerson was a badass. Yeah, yeah okay. Because <laughs> the words in the song are actually... They're very relative, I understand. Yeah. But that's what he wrote on the CD. Yes. So that's well, why it's... I call it that. So here's a Song of the Whales.
There seems to be no 
from Pedro show uh, that was uh, Emerson was a badass yeah. formerly transcendental from Song of the Whales then we heard Sex with an Invalid by Coma and Algiers and Bipolar Bear by Henry Bruce Good Grey Ghost by Indian Style Hippie Hip Smile by In the Weeds and Dead Sharks by Jute Blue and we're at the end of the first hour of the Watt from Pedro show March 15, 2009 Hold tight for hour two. March 15, 2009. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show. I'm back here with Song of the Whales. And I got to ask you, where did you get the name? Well, at first it took a really long time to find a name, but uh, we decided that we were going to watch, you know, one of our favorite movies, The Big Lebowski, and we were going to decide on just something from there. Pick something out of the movie and just like, all right, that's it. Did you like that movie? Yeah, that's like... Yeah, we all That's like our favorite <laughs> It's the band's favorite movie. Pretty much... <laughs> Because if anybody remembers the scene where he's, like, sitting in the bathtub, and he's, like, smoking a roach, yeah. and he's listening to, like, whale sounds on a tape recorder, right. yeah. and uh, if you look on the tape, it says, Song of the Whales, and we're like, there you go. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, good connection. It's just kind of, like, ridiculous. We are just, eh, you know, why not have a ridiculous name just to go with a ridiculous... Yeah. You know. <laughs> a great Sunken City scene in that flick. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, right. That's right. Fleeing the dude's ashes Don's in the ashes. Folgers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not too far from here. Yeah, yeah right Bowling there. Alley is where I grew up. That Amy Man is one of the Nazi, you know, terrorists. Oh, and uh, shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted an In-N-Out burger. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. So, um, gigs. Is it tough being in high school? And uh, trying to play gigs because a lot of pads are bars. Yeah, it is. Got the fucked up. I have some experience with that because um, I was in the band not too long ago with a bunch of twenty and thirty year olds, and um, I was like oh. the seventeen year old kid. And actually, one of the gigs they wouldn't let us play just because I was too young. And even though that's against the law, if you're eighteen, 
I mean, if you're under 21, you're allowed to play the gig just for the, the gig. Stage. Yeah, and then be out of the bar, right? But I don't know, this night there, it's being asked to us and not letting yeah. me in, but top, tons of places where you we can't know, play. Uh, baseball, stadiums, they sell beer. Yeah. There's kids. It's just bullshit. It I is. really hate these laws. Totally. Okay, make it illegal to sell them beer, of course, but l- let people get into music. Bullshit. I did hear that Lakonga is now... Levels. No, now it's the Chop House. Now, yeah, chop every house. month is something different now. 7th Street Chop House? <laughs> Who knows? But anyways, now the second story is an all-ages uh, venue. Even though there's still a bar space up there, they're going to let all the bands play there. So, yeah, I wanted to call you people out there. Year, Under the different names yeah. over the years. Stamp City at the Chop House. That has a nice name to it. <laughs> yeah. Stamp City will probably... They played Harold's. Stamp City has a residency this month at Old Town Pub in Pasadena, and they asked me to play one of them. And so this a few days ago was the first missing man reactivation gig, and uh, it's interesting. <clears throat> I mean, for Tom, it was probably the toughest because he doesn't play as much in between. Raul, you know, Killer Dreamer, Drinker Purgatory, and I play. My several bands, but Tom had the layoff, so he had the maybe tougher time. But he did a lot better Friday at the Panic Room, some pad in Hollywood and Boulevard and Western. Oh wait, wait, wait! We played there. Really? That's actually my friend's house. No, no, it's a different Panic Room. Oh, okay. oh really? Yeah, this is in Hollywood. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not paying attention. <laughs> Western Avenue, and it's brand new. It just okay. opened. It was benefit for us, Clay Wilson. The lady putting it on worked so hard, and uh, people at that pad were taking advantage and giving her grief. Really? I met a cat named Barbital Bob. This man, 75-year-old cat uh, who uh, hung out with the Beats. Uh, he's an artist, friend of Charlie Plymel's. It, it was interesting after I got done playing. I, the band after us, the bass player didn't bring an amp. So I've used plenty of people's amps, you know, so I said, sure, you can use mine. So I was talking to Barbatal Bob about things. And interesting man. Talking about those days, new uh, Neil Cassidy and had some pretty <laughs> amazing uh, impersonations. I'd like wow. to see that. Cassidy. <laughs> Neat. Staccato. And he talked about... Uh, being with uh, Keezy in the bus and yeah so sometimes I'm not always the oldest dude sometimes there's older dudes yeah it's still still cool going strong yeah yeah it was wild I'm glad he came and as Clay Wilson he's a comic book artist from the 60s old friend of Charlie's too and they don't know what happened you know he was on the deck uh, Outside on the street uh, with a concussion. Maybe he fell, or maybe somebody robbed him. I don't know. Nobody knows what's happened, but he's up at a hospital in San Francisco and needs help. And uh, trippy art. I don't know if you've ever seen his stuff, but the checkered cool. demon and an amazing guy. An influence on Crom, right? Well, what Bar- Barbatel Bob told me was Crum was some young guy hanging around with the little pad 
and so maybe he was influenced, but he had his own thing going too, I think, because he's in the first Zap comics, and Charlie Plymel published the first Zap comics. So it's kind of a, I remember seeing those things as a teenager, the Zap comics and reading them, and they were hilarious, but I didn't know of any of the culture. I didn't really know about hippies. Yeah, I was only a teenager. Fabulous free freak brothers. Right, right. It's part of it. Mr. Natural. Weed will get you through times of no money better than money will get you through times of no money. Yeah, I remember how many people had that poster (laughs) in their bedroom, right? The eyes dripping out of the edge. (laughs) Yeah, I got one of those posters in my bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in those days they were ubiquitous. That means everywhere. My dad still has a few of those comics laying around somewhere. Really? Yeah, they were a trip. I remember, but I didn't know of the culture that came out of I didn't know anything of the scene. I was just here in Pedro, you know. Uh, I'm coming to learn this stuff now by meeting some of the people. Charlie lived with Cassidy in Ginsburg, wow. in San Francisco. Wow. I'd love to hear some of those stories. I I yeah. forgot to go on the real bus, not the one. Well, him and Barbatal Bob were actually from, uh, like from like Cassidy, not, mm-hmm. not from the coast. They're from Denver. No, they were Cassidy was, but Midwest Plains. Mm-hmm. They're from Kansas, Wichita. Something going on in Kansas. I mean, where did uh, Burroughs live in Lawrence all those years? This cat. Barbatal Bob knew Burroughs too. Interesting. And they heard of Pedro. They told me they heard of Pedro and Bukowski. Roxy Powell, a friend of Charlie's, actually shipped out of here, Mercer Marine and stuff. Charlie worked on the docks in San Francisco. So these guys were, you know, the working guys too, and artists. The beat people were. Uh, yeah, not, they were smart people, but they, their backgrounds weren't so much academia, you know. And uh, so, and for me, it's very interesting to hear from the source, huh? Sort of like being around the Stooges. We've got some lucky opportunities. Uh, so uh, I'm interested, though, with... No, no real scene. You don't have friend bands in Pedro. Not really. We kind of had friend punk bands way back when we were in the Stunas. Yeah, way. Back. <laughs> way back. <laughs> Actually, there was well, like they got beards and their children. Have <laughs> their children's children have beards. No, no um, but not yet for this band. But not no, yet. We have to make alliances. No, like, you know, there's, there's like no one our age really. Yeah. Like, so, you know, but I've known this about humans. Things come in cycles. Mm, right. And you would think that, like, many, many days, right? Uh, it would just keep growing and then, you know. But it, actually, I didn't even know about Raul and the hissing mm. until Vinny Vegas turned me on to them. I didn't even know that was going on in my own town yeah. because of the age difference and me being on tour and out a lot. Uh, but they're... Before them, there really wasn't anything mm-hmm. in the Minutemen, so it was a down cycle, and they brought this scene in, and, and maybe Pedro's back in a down cycle. A bad economy so, helps, I'm serious, mm-hmm. because people are more crafty, and they're well, I think, upset uh, about things. The Raul thing started in the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know, there's like, who else plays? 
cover bands and stuff like that, but like nothing, no one, no one, no one making. Like in high school, nobody talks about music and bands. Well, it's all yeah, about rap nowadays in high school. Yeah. Oh, rap. Oh, really? Yeah, you don't hear anything about. But it's a rap band in Pedro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, so they're just. It's all, it's, all, it's all DJs playing, you know, whatever DJs. big rap stars out there. Okay. Yeah, like like my dad always tells me stories about when he was in high school and they would. He would go to parties and they'd have a band play at the party, you know? Like yeah. Now, like, no one does that. bands don't okay. play at parties, it's just a DJ. Wait, what, what is that band, Jurassic 5? Yeah. There's a guy named Charlie Tuna? Yeah, I know. He Charlie lived Tuna. in Pedro. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a rapper from Pedro. I mean, this is a few years ago. He's a cool cat. That's a good band. Yeah. He's got good skills. No yeah, cuss. He's, do- he's doing mm. well now. Charlie Tuna, KHJ, this is grandson or... Well, he was in the... Charlie Tuna was a DJ. He's a different cat. He was also in Osama Lee. He also was a pretty renowned graffiti artist. Is that right? Oh, am I... Yeah, well, Taggers. Yeah. That's where his Charlie Tuna name comes from, I think. Well, there was a... In fact, the company is Pedro, called Chicken of the Sea. No, Starkist. Starkist? Is that... Yeah. Well, they're both companies are from Pedro. (laughs) Yeah. But one of them had a mascot for branding... Yeah, they, Name they Charlie Tuna. Nah, just tuna. Tuna's tuna taste good. Yeah. It's like a tuna's with good taste. They want tuna's to taste good. Yeah, that's right. That was it. <laughs> the tag. The tagline. Okay, let's play some Cut that 
cloud in two with a chainsaw guard and massacre your golden fleece. Take a break and slake celestial thirst with ambrosia brewed by Le Baron Cimetière. Cut it. Cut it. With your cherubim and seraphim, with your chainsaw gods and condescend to look down. The pygmies of Poulton You designed yourself Pulsating And stroked by the hedge Shine from the raining down From the translucent gliders of gauze And their sacrificial virgin pilots Never to reach on them Biting the dust and ashes of your minds Golden black menus Reach for the sky Cut it Cut it Cut it
Watt from Pedro's show. And uh, we just heard uh, something from a band called Four Dimensional Nightmare. And he sent me this song. It's called De Boone's Brain. <laughs> yeah, it's a trippy song. I think my people got a hold of Charlie or something. So he pointed them in my way, I guess. Uh, and then uh, before that, we had the Flamin' Lips, something new from them. Uh, with uh, a couple other bands. It was expando version. Uh, bands uh, Stardeath and the White Dwarfs, and they're doing a cover of Madonna's Borderline, which is kind of trippy. And then before that, we heard Cut It by Blurt. Blurt goes way back. They're from England in maybe uh, 1980 or something. Saw so them with The Fall. And uh, Divine Horseman, the one with uh, Chris John D. Doe and... Uh, Christine. Bill Bateman, yeah. it was uh, Dave Alvin too on the guitar. Yeah, yeah. Divine Horseman have always been uh, Christie, but he's had different people with him. Yeah, a good viola player. What was that album called? It was a hand with candles on the fingers. A minute to pray, a second to die, or something. Yeah, that was Flesh Eaters. That's right. Yeah, he called it Flesh Eaters then. Yeah. So it ain't Divine. And the fall, where he turned around the whole gig. Marky Smith wouldn't look at him like staring out his kick drum. But Blurt, this is cat, Ted Milton, with his brother on guitar and a drummer. I can't remember his name. I think both those guys are gone now. He's got a new drummer and guitar. But he was a puppeteer. He just decided, I'm going to get into music. Tito Lariva, too, uh, from the plugs, was a puppeteer. Maybe there's a connection between puppeteers and punk. And then we started off with a band from Belgium called AA and uh, a song called The Shot. I think that was from 1982. That was from way back, too. Uh, way back. Shot by AA. Speaking about way back, you know, the Minutemen started in January of 1980. And we had a band before that, actually, called The Reactionaries. Yeah, I know about yeah. And uh, that's where I wrote my first song. Well, I wrote one song as a teenager, but you know, these are pretty bad songs. But for some reason, Craig Abaro got a bunch of Pedro cats together, and uh, they're going to cover all those. St- we had a practice cassette with ten songs on it. It's the only thing we ever recorded in uh, Georgie's shed, 17th Street uh, High School. And they're going to cover all ten songs with different people, different lineups. And me and Georgie are involved with a couple. They wanted me to play bass on one song and then sing another one. And I think Georgie's going to play drums on a song. And uh, there was a song called 1979. You know, the Clash had one called 1977, so we had to have one called 79, I guess. Um, And uh, that's what they want to call the album. Well, that's kind of trippy. Talk about bears. (laughs) Hopefully they do better versions. Uh, so uh, you record these uh, nine songs with Pete Mazich yeah and uh, you're going to pick some and make an album out of it or an EP or something we're probably just going to keep them all in there and keep uh, not like some of them aren't finished you know like we just don't really know what we're going to do and we're just going to keep going and Recording more stuff. Just record on impulse, like we have it to, out. Maybe right? eventually we'll put. Yeah, we're gonna it put. I don't know how we're gonna put thing. it out though. Like, how do we go about that? You know what I mean? Like, like well, you go to the CD 
place and yeah. pay for them. Right, <laughs> guess. Or start burning them. Yeah, that's what we did before. We would just make demos, hand them out at you school, know, or just paper put, put them get a, get a website, put them up there for download. Yeah. Since people have put them on the iPod or whatever player, mm-hmm. anyway. There's a lot of ways. I think it's easier to get stuff out. Yeah. Well, it's on MySpace. We got those four songs on MySpace right now. Okay. So. Well, what I'm uh, leading to is a tour. Maybe summertime <laughs> when school's out. Well, yeah, some shows. You know. Do you guys drive? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. You got a van. <laughs> we got uh, we got a Nova, a Jeep, a Nova, and a yeah. You can't do it. <laughs> Can I give you a little advice? Buy a van <laughs> if you want a tour. Actually, you gotta do it in Nova. Ain't gonna, gonna be a tour. Jeep, for sure. <laughs> My dad's got a minivan. Yeah, you got a, we got a van. Chevy Astro minivan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. About no, that. you need space in the back. Pig nose. No, yeah, the drum set's gonna bogart yeah. half that. Yeah, that's true. Most of it. <laughs> But know, uh, we just need somewhere to play, you know. First, well, yeah. sometimes I'm I'm telling you this because sometimes the local situation is so lame. Yeah, why not cave in other towns? You know, <laughs> bring it to you know what I mean. Yeah. Sometimes that's what you. And touring's a whole adventure. In fact, uh, just traveling, you know. Yeah. Have you guys been out of Pedro? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, S- such as oh, I've been to Australia, yeah, you went South to America. We were in uh, Costa Rica this oh, summer, summer. Me and Baker and our friends. Wow. That's great, Pedro guys. Yeah, that's surf, new because the old day Pedro <laughs> guys didn't do shit like that. Really. We went to Costa Rica uh, to surf. No, where, where in Costa Rica? Uh, uh, um, Costa Rica is great uh, for surf. Tamarindo, Tamarindo, you know, all around Playa Negra and right now. We didn't make it down there. Wow. Yeah. But that's great. You're getting around. That actually influenced because touring was the only way we could get around. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, how'd you get the bones up to go? Oh, my, my parents, like, were going, and then, like, hey, let me take a ah. couple of my friends, so. Great. Yeah. Then you're from PV, then, really. It's <laughs> 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 all right. Excuse me? So, <laughs> because Pete brought a friend, another couch surfing person, and couchsurfing.com is a website where people travel around Econo. Uh-huh. Like, sort of what the bands did in the old days and still do. Exactly. Yeah. Conking up people's pads. Mm. And uh, you're intent on an introduction. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Oh, shut up. Um, <laughs> well, um, the, I brought Jared, who, um, who lives in L.A. This, uh, this is the second layer of couch surfing, where it's a, a community-type um, organization where people get together for whatever one activity or social other. community social like yeah and it's uh, over forums we can talk about where where you know people want to go somewhere we all get together and do things and, and whatnot and um and jared i think i mentioned in the last last show he's the person who um i've been in touch with because he um he's knowledgeable in cars and not only that he, I, I i swear he's one of the most interesting interesting people I've met lately. He's like, his knowledge, <laughs> his knowledge is just like, it's endless. And um, um, we've been fascinated over common interests of music and um, just just abstract ideas and thoughts and we can talk forever about all kinds of things and, and ended up that um, your name came up, Mike, and uh, and he's like, he totally knows who you are. And I'm like, hey, let's just come to the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of tripping on that myself. So... So what, what, about, what about those new BMW made uh, Mini Coopers? Oh, they're excellent. Um, you like them? He has one. Yeah, basically uh, we're using it as a, 
the test bed for doing a book called 101 Projects for your Mini Cooper. And uh, I've been working with this. You've ever been in the old England Mini Coopers? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've driven and how do you GTs. how do you compare? Um, much safer. <laughs> <laughs> a little more power. Yeah, a little bit more power, but you get those little twelve seventy fives just tuned right, man. And yeah, they had know. some little sleds. Yeah, tiny <laughs> wheels. But yeah, the big seam on the hatch. Oh yeah. There was something else. There was a couple of them around town in Pedro. Apparently, there are guys that are like importing them now, and they're putting Honda Type R engines into them. Wow! So you're talking like 220 horsepower yeah. on a car that weighs what 1,800 pounds? Even that, if that. I think a bug was 1,800 pounds. Just about that, yeah. Wow! So you get her ship shape, huh? Yeah, I can get the thing all sorted out. Because maybe she got a lemon. She's had trouble since day one with this. Um, well, on the way over here, <laughs> I was just sort of instructing her that she really needs to learn how to drive. <laughs> oh, so it's oh, pilot air. <laughs> I'm sorry, you cut off. Don't. <laughs> pilot air. That's cool. No, it's all good. I mean, I, you know, I, so this is trip, a kind of a cute couch surfing, where you couch surf in your own... Oh, no, this is the community layer. Yeah, the community. You're not really on a couch store right now. No, 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 no. In fact, uh, we're actually setting up a place in Santa Monica right now that's going to be a designated cow surfing house. Yeah. Really? It's insane. There's three of them got together and rented a house to be like a central. Yeah. For LA. SoCal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're going to, basically, we're still kind of getting everything unpacked, and right now all we have basically is a floor. So, uh, we get to get a couch. Cog sack. Wow. You guys know about this, couchsurfing.com. I'd never heard of that. No, actually. Peaks brought over two groups of people. It's like, do you know anything about kind of like uh, communal living, like the whole kind of 60s mentality? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, Yeah, it's sort of a modern, updated, electronic version of it, you might say. Sounds like a lot of fun. Well, the way they connect. The the dynamic is kind of like the bands. Exactly. It's the same exact thing. Yeah. And... uh, We've had to, she's brought two groups of people because she's made her pad into one of the things. It's a website where you're going to make a trip. You go and you check out these possibilities. Oh, and yeah, you can see those references. That God, make yes. sure you're safe. Make sure that's, that's safe. Awesome. That's pretty cool. And people travel around. Econo, we had a cat from a uh, Italy, a cat from Denmark, one from England, England. Huh. Uh, one from Maine. Chicago. Portland, Maine. Wow. Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. So, uh, yeah, it's, I'm really into this idea of people going places and meeting other people. Yeah. Because it's something really great that I found through music because of the tour live. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is just go out and do it. You don't even need a band. <laughs> you know, they've got a whole situation now that what Peak's saying, it's grown another layer where they're making little communities within mm-hmm. this. So it's great. Something as cold and sterile as stupid pewters and mm-hmm. internet and uh, people making real... It can do great things and it can do horrible things. It's like the television, yeah. you know? It could <laughs> deliver such good stuff, but yeah. it's just this shit spouter. Well, that's what I figured, that the future is going to go back to something more organic. You know, you have to base back to people and co- connection yeah. to keep these kind of you know technologies going. Or, well... It becomes that anyway, because that's what people really want. Things centralized. Some people want. Because there's some money to be made or something. Power to be had. And so the, another dynamic is decentralized and parallel universes. Right. And uh, wheels within wheels. This was 
old punk scene. We didn't feel we fit in with the rock and roll that was going. So yeah. we made our own scene. These cats couldn't even play. They didn't care. We're going to learn how to play in front of each other and take turns. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where the scene came from, you know. Some crazy pictures of people dressing up in England and garage bands. Yeah. And so that's why I was kind of curious about people at high school. Yeah. Somewhere in a down cycle, right? It's, it's just kind of sad. But you guys, maybe it is, but... Yeah. You, you know, you're doing something. Yeah. So that's good. Mm-hmm. And you know, by getting on the internet, there's other bands. And there's things. a lot, yeah. yeah. Pedro yeah. sometimes gets a little slow, but she'll, she'll yeah. catch up and get back in the race. And maybe what you're doing now is you're, you're fertilizing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I think he means that in a good way, Ann. <laughs> I like to think of seeding or something. for the next generation.
some good spin cycle, brother Matt, and augmented by Song of the Whale. Bonus. Bonus. And that's the end of the second hour, March 15, 2008, Watt from Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three. March 15, 2008, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. And Baker's got to say bye. Bye, Baker. Baker. Adios. Good Have having your board, yeah, Baker. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. Safe season. Work Baker. that base. Thank you. I will. Okay. Andrew Baker.
Live from Pedro's show. Started off the third hour, well, with the farewell to Baker. <laughs> and then we uh, heard mini rockers from Adabisi Shank out of Tokyo. And then Water and Earth with a song called Water and Earth. <laughs> it's their theme song <laughs> from Tokyo, too. And then somebody from uh, Florida called Snore. Good band from there. And uh, a song called Elevator V1. You know what a V1 is? Vengeance bomb? Weapon 1. Yeah, it was terrible. Scary elevator ride. The Nazis used it in the Second War. Yeah. Like, uh, nobody flew them. They just launched them. All right. When they ran out of gas, they just fell on whoever. That uh, terror weapon. Uh, Vengeance weapon. Yeah. I guess we're vengeance. Uh, then we heard uh, Shrag, something from England, with a song called 45 45s. You guys get 45s? <laughs> you ever get seven inches? Mm. You have a record player? Oh, no. Joey has. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, CDs and MP3s nowadays. Yeah, I know, I know. But Joey got a record player. And There's still a, a seven inch thing. No. Yeah. What? I was jamming yeah, to the animals on record last night. In fact, Raul, their last record came out vital before there was a CD. So it's still happening. I remember showing my sister once one of those adapters that you used yeah. to put on. They called like, a little hole. And she had like no idea what it was at all. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Things get lost. But uh, other people, you know, they, they clung to them. In fact, uh, you can spend many thousand bucks on turntables if you want. <laughs> uh, Bob, we ain't heard much from you. Thunder Quietus. Yeah, uh, what's up? Uh, kind of one of those weeks where, you know, you just uh, kind of off yourself. But um, I don't know. Um, it's been a couple of years since um, my dog Wrigley uh, was put down two years ago today. And, um, you know, she was kind of the anchor through tough times. Um, this dog was so smart that it had several different barks. And one of them, I could say, hey, Wrigley, I'm on the phone. Just stop. <laughs> And the other dog, Echo, he's having some physical problems. I took him out to the park. He'd blown out his ACL. And, um, well, he was doing better. And now he, I took him out, and it's shot again. You can't really fix it unless yeah. you want to spend $2,500. So he's got some other issues with cushions. Look at this. I was paddling this morning, yeah. and I saw a lady walking a dog there on Paseo del Mar. And there was two wheels Attached to the back oh, legs. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, a little really? wagon puck. Chihuahuas, they have problems with their back legs a lot. That's not uncommon. Well, Great Danes, too. Yeah. Displays you. The dogs will um, it's from adapt the to it. They it's from the inbreeding. It's but from the inbreeding. No, this is like both of the hip problems right. and stuff, so they have to drag. But what's that with this guy is he wants to go and run and chase the ball. That's his yeah. pleasure in life. And so on the way there, the pleasure was so good, and I didn't really throw it for him, but... Um, now he wants to, you know, he's a pit bull mix, so, I mean, um, he wants to jump down hard, and now that he's, the shoulders can't absorb what the other can't, so, you know. Maybe some wheels. 
But they're sweet when they get old, you know. I wish they could stay there. It's kind of like really nice. So. Get him some Knox gelatin and put it in his food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard they're uh, going to open like uh, retirement homes for animals, for pets. Really? Like, for Brilliant idea. Already. Brilliant <laughs> idea. Like the old folks home and make it fun. You're onto something. We've got to talk about that. There's places where the real estate is there. and it's <laughs> They have them for chimpanzees. Yeah. They haven't been getting too much good press lately, though, have they? <laughs> chimps? They can go well, wild. Well, you know, you've got to know what you're dealing with, you know? They can go you wild. A loaded weapon in the house, you got to be mindful. Oh, they'll just tear your balls yeah, off. There's not a good people thinking that they contain yeah. Yeah. Big jaws. They're fierce. Oh, yeah. fierce. And they yeah. go for your balls for yeah. some reason. One of them tried to steal my sunglasses in Costa Rica. Oh, too simple. I had um, throwing shit at me yeah. at the zoo when I was younger. Well, that's <laughs> Well, Yeah, I had shit thrown at me when I was older playing, too. <laughs> but not by chips. <laughs> by humans. Do, do you remember Jungle Land at all? Yeah. Yeah, no. you mean where... Out uh, in Thousand Oaks? Thousand Oaks, where I grew up. Oh, yeah. It was like way before... Uh, Lion was Country Safari yeah. was in it Orange was, County. Uh, was it something like Warfrey that? Blanc. It was in Anheuser with Bush Gardens. Oh, yeah. well, I remember yeah. that. They had penguins. They, in fact, the school took us a field trip, and the brewery had penguins. Really? Yeah, by the way, kids, you know, here's the penguins. <laughs> but, but this was the jungle land. It was wild, <laughs> What was it like? We didn't actually go there because it wasn't controlled. I mean, Lion Country Safari came on later down in Irvine, close yeah. to where Irvine Meadows is. And it's the same place. Even that place was scary until the one time they had Grace Jones play there, and supposedly she scared the hell out of all the animals. Do a Demolition Man or something. But Demolition Man is another we don't want to go back to, you know. Oh, let's play some music. Thank you. 
Watt from Pedro Show. That was I Fell Through by Mr. Meeble. And then In a Mist by Bix Beiderbeck. It was his birthday last week. And that's trippy because he's known as trumpet player, but that's him on piano with the composition of his. And then Oh My by Ameta and the Soundsmith. Before that, Love Poem by Sandra. And we started with Be in the Garden by My. Mayu Luka. Hard for what to say. <laughs> Mayu Luka, sorry. Rubbing aside. Uh, so you, you've you been having the uh, animal thing. Um, Jared. Yeah. Uh, what got you into cars? That's something that was big when I was young. Uh, I guess the main thing is I sort of inherited my grandfather's 914 when I turned 16. Porsche. Yep. And Mid engine. Yep. Kind of like Volkswagen. Actually, it is a Volkswagen. Yeah, Built by Carmen. factory, yeah. Um, and uh, and the, there was big ones. There were six-cylinder ones. Oh, I know them quite yeah. well. <laughs> Incredible. And uh, working on them must have been something else because they had just this little access panel. Well, um, you know... It was a nightmare, right? For me, I've always been do-it-yourself. My dad is basically right. the king of economy. But like Volkswagens and Porsches, well, Porsche had the big fan housing, but at least it was a, you know hanging off the back end there. Oh, yeah. The 914 being mid-engine, maybe one of the first mid-engines. Yeah, well, for a production car anyway. Yeah. There and, wasn't a lot of access to that motor, man. You, for just about everything on it, you got to take the engine out, but I've got it down to the point where I can get the engine oh, out. Oh, you still have it? No, I don't, I don't still have it, but oh. I've worked on enough of them. That, okay. Uh, I can get the engine and the transmission. It was also a bad time times. because of the smog laws. They had to move to fuel injection and some of those early fuel injections. They're not that bad. I mean, I, I answer tech questions all the time from people like, how do I keep this thing running? Yeah. So. I remember in the day when they were out, because I had Volkswagens in, yeah. in the 70s. And uh, you had the mine were all um, carved. They were all oldies. So they were all in the 60s, so I never had to deal with that. But I had to... Work on some other people's in the. Well, what have you done? Is it what, what were you doing on them? I had to get them going. The fuel injection mm-hmm. things were nightmares. They went th- through several different systems. So you and a lot of the problems were just. Uh, well, man, the early things they had little mechanical, not even all electronic. You've worked on MFI. You know the little <laughs> wow uh, <laughs> cups that would. Hold oh yeah, the synchrometers. Yeah. Synchrometers, right? I mean, it's nightmares. Yeah, you know. I make my own. <laughs> and uh, bought, they were Bosch units. Mm-hmm. But I, just, just bad ground. More or less, yeah. Would, would fail a lot of those systems. It was, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad for the stronger smog laws because Bob will tell you what it was like in the older days. Oh, I remember. Bob well, grew up at the foothills. From um, a quarter mile away. And how many um, days of uh, no activity from, uh, at school? Over 100 a year that were over. 200 or 300, where now you have one or two days that are even 150 parts per billion. So people complain about the smog lot, but they actually worked I because they cleaned yeah, stuff they up. I remember walking on Dockweiler Beach when I was a kid, Yeah. and my mom would actually have to peel the tar off the bottom of my feet afterwards. Oh, yeah. Same with Balsa Chica. Job. Oh. Jump, jump.
sagen. Oh my god. 
Watt for Pedro show. We just heard Fragment by Programmer Unit and Replicant Job by Rituala Atomico. Two bands from Italy. And, uh, well, we're at the end of another edition of Watt from Pedro show, so I want to thank my guest, Sean. You didn't say much, no, but I didn't. she was here. Mike. Where's uh Will's right there. Will, thanks for coming aboard. Oh, thank you. Uh, Jared, much respect. Thank you. Pete, for bringing him. Thanks. I'm sorry he didn't say the things you wanted him to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you started talking about cars. You she know? thought the, the turn to boy, the talk. <laughs> what about uh, Shirley Muldowney? What about her? Drag race lady? Yeah, cha-cha. Yeah. Did you ever see drag races? I saw those a lot when I was a boy. I did do stuff at Pomona, but that was kind of like all gone by the time I grew up. Irwindale, Lions. And then there was something Gardena called, uh, it wasn't drag races, but it was called... uh, You're talking Ascot? Ascot. Okay. Acajania. I was in Dominguez Hills, wasn't I? They used to have speedway racing there. No, it was like Gardena. You got me talking about... Is she Acajania? He used to say, where are the... 405 and Harbor Freeways, Harbor Freeways collide. It's right where the Goodyear Blimp is, right? <laughs> kind of. That was on the east side. It was on the. It was just west, west of the freeway. You could see it from the freeway. Okay, I think it was probably long. So gone. Dominguez Hills is east of the freeway. Yeah. Well, I don't purport to know that area. Just as uh, the Inland Empire. That's fine. The, you know, That's fine. <laughs> Gabriel. Well, I've been on the Blimp. I got to go up there for an How hour. How did you get on there? The yeah, California 500. How did you get on there? Bob, we got to end the show. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is like a weird childhood obsession of mine. I've got. Yeah, I know, but when we we pull the plug, you guys can wrap. Scissor. Bob, thanks for being aboard. Uh, (laughs) Brother Matt, always for your essential aiding and abetting. There's been the Ides of March edition, March 15, 2009. Watt from Pedro show. Keep your powder dry.